Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to worship at Hillhead. And as always, an extra warm welcome to the members of our family and friends who are joining us from all across the country and around the world. And this morning, that includes friends, Rose and Ewan, joining us from East Cobride. You are very welcome. Uh, lovely to see you. At the end of the service, if uh, you haven't been before, we go into breakout rooms for a wee chat. Please feel free to do that. And if you don't know anybody that ends up in your group, because it's serendipity who ends up in your group, just introduce yourself and you'll be away. As well as our minister, Katrina, this morning, we'll hear the voices of Perio from Orkney, from Talash and from Ken. And as we sing along with recordings of ourselves, we'll hear Paul on keyboard and Yang Yang on violin. And uh, this week, Neil C has recorded a special sort of Dylan-esque version of Jesus Christ is Waiting for our music for reflection, and that is a treat. In a minute, uh, Owen and Ethan and their family will be lighting our candle, and we're all invited to light a candle of our own at the same time, if we would like to do that. Then at 7pm this evening, we meet again on Zoom for evening worship, led this week by Rebecca Gebauer. Then some pieces of family news. Um, Talash has asked us to remember the people of Uganda uh, in these tense and difficult times uh, following the election there. As you may know, Talash's mum uh, is there in Uganda and obviously that's very much in her thoughts, but also for the whole of that nation uh, following the presidential election. And then of course, we continue to remember Essan and the members of Essan's family in Iran. And just to let you know that we sent flowers uh, to Mavis uh, following the death of our former minister, Bruce Keeble, and uh, her daughter has been in touch to thank us for the flowers and see how much they have meant to Mavis, to know that we're thinking of her and of the family. And also Yang Yang, who I think, as you know, has not been able to return to her studies in Glasgow uh, because of COVID, um, has been in touch, sending us her warm greetings and telling us that she's missing us all. Um, and we've been telling her that we've been listening to her every week playing violin for us, even though she's not around in Glasgow. But she also wanted to let us know that she and some of her medical student friends uh, are taking part in a fundraiser for the British Skin Foundation, which is the only UK charity that raises money to fund research into all kinds of skin conditions, including skin cancer. Um, it's a particularly pleasant kind of fundraiser. They are selling brownies from an artisan baker based here in Glasgow. And all the money that they raise will go to the British Skin Foundation. So there's lots of details about how to get hold of them. So we put it on uh, the Hillhead Baptist Church Facebook page, and you'll find all the details there about how to order your brownies and how they can be uh, securely either delivered to you or collected. Next Sunday at 11am, Katrina will lead morning worship again. And at 7pm, uh, we gather again on Zoom for evening worship. And now it's over to Owen and his family to light our candle. As we gather for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ.
Christ is the light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ's light this day. This day. Before I lead us in prayer, I just spotted Pam and Lilius join us. Um, Lilius was 101 this week. I had completely forgotten about that until I saw her appear. So can we send Lilius our congratulations on our 101st birthday? Wonderful news. And so now let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Spirit of God, in our singing, we have called upon your name, asking that as we gather, we will find a sense of connectedness with each other and with our loving God. Now, in our praying, in words and thoughts and feelings, we seek to become more aware of that communion with each other and with God. Christ of God, we meet you in the stories of Jesus of Nazareth, recognised by so many of his contemporaries as a teacher, a prophet, a wonder worker and a healer. Now, in our reflecting, 
in the truths of scriptures, the words and prayers of others and each other, we seek to discover afresh what it means to follow and learn from the Son of God. Unnamed and unnameable God, our words and ideas will never be adequate to describe you. Yet, as we meet, listen, sing and pray, you do meet with us. Even, or maybe even especially, if we don't feel anything at all. Today, we might remind ourselves that you are eternally hopeful, refusing to give up on the dream that inspired creation and that will one day be fulfilled in the new or renewed creation. And so, Lord of all hopefulness, we gather our worship and our words in the hopeful words of the prayer Jesus taught his closest friends. Isä meidän, joka olet taivaissa, pyhitetty olkoon sinun nimesi, tulkoon sinun valtakuntasi, tapahtukoon sinun tahtosi, myös maan päällä niin kuin taivaassa. Anna meille tänä päivänä meidän jokapäiväinen leipämme, ja anna meille meidän syntimme anteeksi, niin kuin mekin anteeksi annamme niille, jotka ovat meitä vastaan rikkoneet. Äläkä saata meitä kiusaukseen, vaan päästä meidät pahasta, sillä sinun on valtakunta ja voima ja kunnia iankaikkisesti. Amen.
Jeremiah 29, 10-14 For thus says the Lord, Only when Babylon's 70 years are completed will I visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. I will hear you. When you, reach, when you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Psalm 71, 1-6 and 14. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have leaned from my birth. It was you who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. Matthew 4, 18 to 22. As Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Christ is waiting, waiting in the streets. No one is his neighbor, all alone he eats. Listen, Lord Jesus, I am Christ is
have pity too Let my care be active Healing just like you Jesus Christ is dancing Dancing in the streets Where each sign of hatred He will love defeats Listen Lord Jesus I should triumph too On suspicion's graveyard let me dance with you Jesus Christ is calling Calling in the streets Who will join my journey I will guide their feet Listen Lord Jesus Let my fears be Thank you so much, Neil. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's probably the best version of that I've ever heard in, in my life. And I apologise, I've now got a pussycat walking right across the front of me who hopefully is not going to kill the meeting. And when Paul F. sent me the email to say that Neil had recorded that song, my first sort of response was a shiver. A shiver of delight really because I'd so very nearly chosen that song myself because it expresses so beautifully the reality of the Lord who is hopeful and at the same time the Lord who is very real the Jesus who knows what it is to be lonely to be hungry to be tired to be angry and yet refuses to give up on that vision of hope and joy and peace and justice and renewal and restoration. But there's another song that for me is also important and it's the one we're going to use at the end of our service this morning. I think I was about six or seven when I first learned it. And every time I hear it, I can imagine myself standing in the school hall at Wotton County Primary School in Northamptonshire as I say, the age of seven or eight, you know, in a line with all my, my classmates, clinging onto my hymn book and singing these words, Lord of all hopefulness, Lord of all joy, whose trust ever childlike no care could destroy. This morning I was listening to the Radio 4 service, not something I do every week, but there was actually a primary school or a lower school because they have a slightly strange education system in Bedfordshire um, from Leighton Buzzard. And, and they were singing either Lord of Sea and Sky. And it was glorious. And I'll tell you why it was glorious, because it was really bad. It, these were the untrained voices of little children singing words that perhaps they understand and perhaps they don't. And why am I saying that? Well, because for me, that hymn, Lord of all hopefulness, has always shaped the way I viewed God. 
the idea of a God who refuses to give up on the enterprise of hope. You've heard me rabbit on about that quite a lot recently. But this was something I learned as quite a young child, that God is hopeful, that God's hope is stubborn, tenacious, resilient. It refuses to be thwarted, even when life suggests something very different indeed. And I think for me as an adult, sometimes I need to go back to that primary school self because children have an intuitive theology that so easily is squished or crushed or even lost as we grow up. We get clever. We do clever ideas. We start asking questions. We want everything sorted. Whereas younger children especially live with mystery. And I love that mystery, this hopeful God who hopes whatever. And so as we turn to the scriptures, which sometimes can be difficult and sometimes frustrating, and let's face it, sometimes I get a passage that I'd like to rip out of the Bible and throw away. It's good to come to that with this sense of a God who is hopeful. And I think the Jeremiah reading is quite important in that regard. It is one of the most cited verses of scripture I have ever heard. You can guarantee life's going badly and somebody will say, thus says the Lord, I know I have plans I have for you, plans to give you hope and a future, often in that kind of voice, I'm afraid. It's taken out of context as, a, as almost like a magic spell. But if we read it in context, actually it reflects that hopeful God. This is in the middle of the exile and God is saying, I'm not going to fix it tomorrow. I'm not going to fix it next week. This exile, as it's recorded here, is going to go on for 70 years, for as long as you can imagine, going on for a lifetime. But I can still be trusted and I will bring you through and I will bring you to beyond. I think those are words we need to hear at the moment when life is so wearisome, isn't it? Let's be honest, it is wearisome to have more restrictions. We know it's the right thing. We, we do it with good grace and willingness because this is about loving our neighbour as loving ourselves. But it can be wearisome and tiring and frustrating. And God says, there is a beyond. And I will be with you and I will take you to that beyond. The Lord of all hopefulness. And then there's the psalm. Uh, all good preachers like to get a psalm in on a Sunday. And I actually picked us one, as you know, back in November, and it made perfect sense in my little head in, in November. What I love about the psalms is their utter authenticity. The psalmist doesn't pull their punches. If the psalmist is angry, then God knows it. If the psalmist is sad, God knows it. If the psalmist is full of remorse and regret... God knows it. And I think that's really important that God inspired people to collect these songs, these poems that are so gritty and blunt and bloody even, where people just pour it out to God. You know, some of the most beautiful Psalms, I'd love to tear off the last three verses and put them in the bin and just keep the nice bit. But God inspired people to keep them as they are complete, even with the horrid stuff 
somebody saying to God, do you know what? This is terrible. Or I want you to do something terrible. But what I like about Psalm 71 is this resilience in the psalmist too, who says, I'm going to choose to hope in God. Life is not easy. Things confuse me. Things make me angry. Things make me tired. If I just was logical about it, it wouldn't make any sense and I'd give up. But I believe in that hopeful God who keeps on keeping on. And then that little bit from the Gospels, which actually fits so well with the song that Neil shared with us. Perhaps we need to try and do a bit of imaginative stuff with this. Remember, Jesus has just spent some time following his baptism, thinking about what it means for him to fulfill God's call on his life. He's come to understand himself as God's son, as the one who is entrusted with bringing redemption for the whole of creation. And he spent some time thinking about what that might look like, and he's rejected signs and wonders, though he will do a few of those along the way. He's reflected the path of selfishness. He's re rejected power over all things. And now he's back in Galilee, back near home where he grew up. And I like to imagine him walking along the beach, just, you know, having a nice stroll. He can, perhaps it's a sunny day. He can feel the warmth of the sun on his face and the breeze is ruffling his hair. And he looks around him and he just sees life going on. And perhaps his eye is drawn to these fisher folk. It is possible, and some scholars suggest that he already knew these men. We don't know whether that's true or not. But something draws him to these men mending their nets. And he goes over to them. And I wonder what's going through his head at that point. Because these are men schooled in the school of hard knocks, aren't they? The bits we get to see of their story, there are nights when they go out and catch nothing. There are times when they get frustrated with each other and with Jesus. They're very real people. But Jesus sees something in them. He says, I want you to come with me. I want you to join in my mission of hope, my mission to rescue all creation. And something in what he says or how he says it means that they do just that. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? You're busy doing your job, your livelihood, the thing you need to do to look after your family. And suddenly somebody says, just forget about that and come with me. Come with me. And as Neil told us, this is a Jesus who gets angry at injustice. This is the Jesus that wants to heal all that is broken, bring to wholeness to where there is brokenness. This is the God that wants to dance, the, the man that wants to dance on the graveyard of suspicion. I think that's my favourite line in that whole song. We want to dance with Jesus on the graveyard of suspicion. We want to be people of hope. And that's what these, these rugged fishermen see. And they go, OK, yep, that's fine. We'll leave our boats, we'll leave our nets, we'll not worry about how we pay the bills, we'll just say cheerio to our families for now at least, and one will come with you on this fool's errand. Remember what Lena said a couple of weeks ago? 
Hope is the mother of fools. So they go off on this fool's errand. And they're real people like us. They're people who ask questions. They're people who get angry. They're people who fall out. They're people who squabble. They're people who don't always understand. But the God of all hopefulness expressed in the man Jesus says, but come and join me just as you are mixed up and muddled up and unfailing and struggling. Come and join me and we'll go on this journey together. And that's true of all of us today, isn't it? We are just as we are. And for most of us, Jesus is never going to say, chuck it all in and come and do something different with me. And I guess we're probably grateful for that. Does sometimes say it to people who end up as ministers or people who end up as mission partners. But for most of us, God doesn't say chuck it all in to follow Jesus. But it is demanding. And I think that's what that story reminds us. It is demanding. It is costly. But it is also wonderful. That enterprise of hope and hopefulness that says all of creation is, is important all of creation can be healed and made new. Justice and truth and love and peace are worth holding on to all of the time. So maybe today this Lord of all hopefulness says to us something like this. Hold on to my hope, even when that seems a ridiculous thing to do and come with me. Join in with me in this enterprise to change creation. And then the invitation for us really is to say yes or to say no. And I kind of hope that we will all be encouraged to take another step along that path that Jesus has already walked before us, because we know that he understands what it's like for us. And we do so also encouraged and secure in the knowledge that the spirit of God is there to comfort us, to strengthen us and inspire us every step of the way. Amen.
Now we bring our prayers for others and for ourselves. Let us pray. O God, our Heavenly Father, we come to you once again this morning as our Lord of all hopefulness. We come to you as the one in whom we would put our hope for the living of our days and the one in whom our, tr our trust can rest, assured that you will never leave us or forget us. And yet we come to you with our doubts. We are only human and we cannot but be concerned for our world, concerned for our nation, concerned for our city and for our own home and family. We live under the shadow of the continuing pandemic which ravages the world. We live under the shadow of major political upheaval due to Brexit and the disturbing scenes on the other side of the Atlantic. Many live under the shadow of fears for their employment and the ability to pay their debts and to meet their commitments. Our children and students live under the shadow cast over their education, which has to be conducted in contexts which are by no means ideal. And all of us live under the continuing shadow of threats to our physical health and our mental well-being. And yet we would come again this morning in a spirit of hopefulness, hopefulness that the rollout of the vaccines might bring some relief from the inexorable progress of the virus. Hopefulness that our months of containment might have brought about a greater spirit of community as people looked out for one another. Hopefulness that the unavoidable changes in work patterns for many might bring about a reappraisal of our priorities about the use of our infrastructure, our transport, our allocation of resources, and our attempts to tackle the other major threats the effects of climate change. Indeed, hopefulness in our church as we have adapted to the life online when we are still apart, but yet still closely bonded together. And so, dear Father, we would hold up to you in our thoughts and prayers all these people and concerns in the certain hope that you will hear our prayers and as we let our cry come unto you. Firstly, we raise our concern for the work of the, P the BMS worldwide. This week, our focus is directed on the work of Peter and Louise Lynch in Bangladesh, the Big Life Project in Cambodia, and the BMS-supported work in Nepal in the face of increasing persecution. We also uphold in prayer those who promote the gospel through broadcasts in North Africa and Helen and Witt in Thailand. We are also asked to reflect on the legacy of the BMS work in India, where much effort was expended in establishing hospitals, schools and other developments. It is difficult for us to imagine the enormous challenges faced by all who work in these far-flung locations, but we pray that they may be protected from danger and are able to see the fruits of their labours in due time. Thinking now of the work of the Baptist churches in Scotland, we would today pray for the fellowships at Alva, at Ardbeg in Rothsey and Arran. And we also remember Graham Bell, chaplain at HMP at Glenoho. At this present time, each church and Christian worker is facing particular challenges and we ask that they might know your blessing in all that they do in your name. 
support them as they explore new ways of being church in times of change and practical difficulty. Finally, we turn to those nearest to us in our church family. And this week we pray especially for Jeff and Carol, Caris, Fiona and Donnie, Edith F, Asan and Annis, Paul and Lily. We also remember the steering group in their planning towards the renewal of the sanctuary at Cresswell Street. Lord, as we recall all these causes, churches, organizations and individuals, as we reflect on their contribution to the advance of your kingdom, we pray that we might be given the imagination and insight to get alongside them in our thoughts. And as we raise them in prayer to you, our Father, may we realize that we are all part of the one great enterprise, that all may know the blessing and the joy of service under the Lordship of the one Father. And as our thoughts return from the global and the national to our individual concerns, may we be ever conscious of the command to love one another as you've loved each one of us. Be close to those in our church family who have particular concerns at this time. Those who anxiously wait word of vaccination, those who fear of for their health, those who cannot avoid anxious thoughts about their nearest and dearest or of themselves, those whose mental health is challenged through loneliness, boredom, or of alienation from others. We bring all these concerns to you now and all the unspoken pleas of our hearts, for we know that you will hear our prayers and grant us your grace. And thus we go forward, hoping, helping, and hanging together, for our hope is not in vain, for it rests in you. Amen.
Lord of all hopefulness, be with us now and always. Surround us with your love. Fill us with your joy. Strengthen us in adversity. Comfort us in loss. And lead us onwards into the hoped-for shalom of your eternal now. Amen. <laughs>